What's going on, people? It's your boy, Loy Lee, and welcome to another episode of the Short, Pale, and Handsome podcast. Today is April 30th in the year of our Lord, 2019. How's your ma? Tell her I said hi. Yeah? Okay, great. Great weekend, people. A lot of things could have gone wrong. A lot of things did go wrong, but we came out victorious. It was amazing. Great way to close out April. Uh, I took some I took some, you know, bumps, took some bruises professionally and uh, came out on top. I'm still smiling. So I hope I can bring all of this same energy directly into uh, May. May? (laughs) Try to keep this energy all the way up through May, uh, June and July. I'm in Southeast Asia. Go back to the homeland. Uh, not my homeland, uh, my wife's homeland, going to the Philippines. We might try to stop by Hong Kong, but uh, I'm just going to have to literally show her that I don't speak Chinese at all, not even a little bit, and prove it to her. <laughs> uh, what is this program about? This program today has been brought to you by, unofficially, Barcada Clothing, which I got to meet and hang out with them this weekend, which we'll get into. But unofficially, I wanted to shout them out because uh, they're great people. And uh, Barcada is Filipino for your group of friends, ride or die. So they gave me this T-shirt that I wore on stage this weekend, and uh, I'll get to that a little bit later. So shout out to Barcada Clothing. Shout out to the Filipinos. Uh, Shout out to Jeff and Iris that run Barcada Clothing. Shout out to your friends, your group of friends, your Barcada. And uh, if you have friends, you should probably buy them a shirt. Rarely do I wear shirts that are not my shirts. So this actually, to me, is the biggest shout out that I could do. Uh, This was the biggest thing that I could uh, give them a virtual high five and say thank you very much for being you you know thank you very much for everything that you guys do so uh shout out to barcada clothing uh it's also brought to you by my patreon account if you feel the need that you want to go i like this podcast so much i wish there was something that i could do but i just don't want to give him money Because if you're Asian, like I'm Asian, it's always weird to not only give somebody money. It's like something we want to do. Just want to give somebody money. But it's also weird for them to like just take money, right? Whether, unless it's like Chinese New Year and you're putting money in a red envelope, it's hard to just take cash, right? It's just... It's just weird to me. So if you're like, hey, I want to support the podcast. I want to give Loy some money. I want to give him a ducat or two. You know, I got some spare change lying around. Check out my Patreon account, patreon.com slash Loy Lee Comedy. Uh, that is uh, how you can donate. It's monthly. So there's a couple different tiers, and I got a couple different things for you. Uh, if you can only say, hey, I only want to give you like 12 bucks throughout the year, that's fine. That's $1 a month. That helps me keep all of these lights on, and it keeps me helping you uh, get through your day, hopefully, maybe. You know, there's different tiers, a dollar, $5, a month, and there's different little things. I got giveaways. I got stuffs. I got stuffs for you. And uh, that is what I, uh, I I wanted to do. 
I wanted to be able to reach out and give stuff back. So it's like, ah, I wish I got 12 bucks. I got, I got 60 bucks I want to give you, but I want it to not be awkward. So when I take your money, I want to give something back to you. So see how that works. Uh, it's the Asian in me. So, um, yeah, check out my Patreon account. That is up. I've been talking about it forever, but I finally did it. So that's exciting. Go check it out. Even if you're like, I don't even know what this is, go look at it. It makes me feel good when I see people have clicked the website and go, oh, that, that makes a difference. So um, that's all of the sponsors as well as loyleadcomedy.com slash store. There's a couple T-shirts. I'm going to switch out a shirt. I'm not going to tell you which one, but I'm going to switch out one of the shirts, maybe two. Who knows? For new ones. So get it while the getting is good. Okay. How was your weekend? Interesting. I'm glad to hear that you had a good weekend. Uh, (laughs) So this weekend was, it could have been really rough. Uh, I am going to tell you this, the the moral to this podcast today, this episode is double check. Double check your work, double check your agreements, double check everything. It doesn't hurt to double check. So uh, originally, like you had heard last podcast, I was featuring for Jared Guzman at the DC Comedy Loft. Well, there was a little bit of a mix-up, and I could have been mad. I was a little, uh, I did everything I could to not be mad. I did everything I could to just deal with it. So the DC Comedy Loft and JR had a misunderstanding, a miscommunication somewhere. I'm not blaming. It doesn't matter. It's just... uh, here is a situation. Uh, they booked me to have uh, a feature set on four nights. So we had four shows, four sets, uh, four feature sets, which is good, you know, because it's always good to be able to get out of the hosting role and into your feature role. It's always good to be able to do different things, right? So, and if you're not familiar, the way most comedy shows are set up, it's a three-man show. It's a host. He does about 10 minutes up front, but the host, he ends up you know, getting everyone facing in the right direction. He gets everybody uh, prepared for the jokes. He talks about the announcements, um, and then he does maybe five, six minutes of jokes. That's sort of what it is. He introduced the host or introduced the feature or the guest spot. And then he comes back on after and introduces the next person, the feature or the headliner. And he comes back and introduces the headliner. And then close out the show. Good night, guys. Right? That was really convoluted. The host comes out, introduces people, and then closes out the show, saying, telling everyone good night. Real, real simple. Uh, I was looking forward to doing a feature set where I don't have to do anything, just go in. I could tell my jokes. I don't have to worry about really shouting anybody out. I don't really have to worry about anything. Just go in and do your job, right? Just go in, make them laugh. That's it. And, um, you know, it didn't work out that way. So there was a miscommunication, and uh, JR brought his own feature, so they put me as host. It was originally supposed to be Krishna Skoto uh, hosting, and then I would be featuring, and then Jared de Guzman uh, headlining. But ended up being uh, I hosted Krishna Scotto guest spotter, so he did about five minutes. Diego Curiel came in, did twenty five minutes, and Jared de Guzman closed out the show. And that was, uh, you know, you kind like I didn't take it personal, but you kind of go, ah, I really wanted to 
you know, I really wanted a feature. Not only is it something that I want to do, but on top of that, the money situation is different. You get paid more money to feature, right? The more jokes, the more time you do, in theory, uh, the more time that you are scheduled to do, the more money you make, right? Real, real simple. Real simple economics. So uh, the Comedy Loft was gracious and they go, you know what? That's our bad. We'll take care of you. Doesn't matter. I, you'll host and we'll still pay you your agreed upon price. We'll still pay you your feature spot, which is great. No problem. Uh, the Friday show, great show. Saturday show, great show. Oh, sorry. Friday night, early show, great. Second show on Friday, great. Uh, shout out to SNRG, the rap group from this area, uh, local fellow Asian rap group. They showed up, showed some love, and I got to meet them. I went to their release party, but I didn't get in. Um, there, it was sold out. It was pumping. And um, I, I was really looking forward to like meeting them there, but I was glad that I actually got a chance to meet them this weekend and they're great people super humble uh always working always always on the grind and there's a lot of things that i can learn from them uh so i was very excited to to meet them uh they were in the building and um uh barcada clothing like i was telling you they were in the building and they uh jeff and iris are amazing people they business savvy uh great to hang out with them they gave us t-shirts to wear so we could support their cause and, uh, and I don't normally wear other people's stuff. I usually wear my own shirts and that's important to me because it's, it's me. Right. Um, but being able to show them support and just reward them for being great people, you know, that's, that's really what, uh, the love that I'm feeling right now. And what I like about them is they had great designs, um, and they had uh, inventory. They brought inventory. They had a nice setup. Um, definitely professional. And the shirts that they wear are the or the shirts that they sell are printed on exactly the same shirts that I print my shirts on. So obviously, I was like, oh. You find value in quality. You find value in the user end experience. I have to love you for that. Because a lot of t-shirt companies, they just go, ah, here's a t-shirt, 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 profit margin, right? Why would I give, why would I buy a $12 shirt and sell it for $25 when I can get a $4 shirt and sell it for $25? Because the user end it's, it's horrible. Like those $4 shirts are, are, they don't last long. They're not comfortable. They're not fitted right. Um, they're just a horrible experience. So the fact that they use the same shirts that I use, which is Canvas Bella, uh, it comes in a, a ton of colors and um, they're soft, they fit well, uh, they feel good and they last long. So uh, shout out to Barcada Clothing. Check them out. They are on my Instagram and um, I was really, really happy to hang out with them. So Saturday comes along. Saturday, uh, they forgot to tell me that they had to move the show up to 7 o'clock. So I'm always early. I'm always an hour to 45 minutes early. 45 minutes to an hour early every show. Uh, so I'm driving. I'm like, it's like 7 o'clock. I'm like five, six minutes away. And um, they hit me up and like, hey, are you going to make it? And I was like, am I going to make it? I, yeah, I got 45 minutes. Relax. Like, no, the show starts at 7. I didn't tell you. Like, no, you didn't tell me. What happened was uh, a male review show got double booked and they got bounced into the cellar. So uh, where we were. 
So we're supposed to have two shows, but it ended up being uh, a comedy show, a male review show, and a second comedy show. And so they had to move things around. And you go, well, I just lost out on a set because I wasn't there. And that just shows that I need to be there an hour early regardless. That's what I learned, right? And I could have been upset. And then, again, the comedy loft was like, you know what? Our bad. James said, uh, I told everyone except for you, we'll let you keep your pay. That's fine. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you can't even be mad. As long as they pay you what you agreed upon, I think that there's things that you just have to smile and go, it could be worse. You know, they could have docked my pay. They could have um, really messed with me, and they didn't. So shout out to James at the DC Comedy Loft, and um, I I was happy to be part of this weekend. So I missed out on the early show on Saturday, um, and then the mail review. Here's the issue. It's like, if you're not familiar with what a mail review is, it's basically men strippers dancing for women, right? Um, and you know, it's tight quarters, they're walking around and they're wearing, they're covering everything but their dicks and they're just wearing socks, glittery socks on their dicks and the shit was awkward. And, uh, and what happened was they were supposed to get on stage and it was supposed to be, you know, what is it? Eight o'clock to eight to 10 o'clock, I think eight to 10, eight thirty to 10, something like that. Uh, which pushed our second show back 15, 20 minutes. No problem. Our, social sh- our show was supposed to start at 9.45, and then the, with the new time, it ended up being 10.15. So that's a half hour. No big deal. 10.15 rolls around, and they are still bumping. They're still at the height, and the crowd's going crazy. You could hear it through the walls. And uh, they were like, the guy running was like, yeah, I'll give you like 10, 15 minutes. Maybe we'll be done in about 15 minutes. Here's a lesson. When somebody says, eh, yeah, we'll be done in about 15 minutes, they're not going to be done in 15 minutes. They're going to be done when they're, whenever the fuck they want to be done. Like, that's what it comes down to. So 10.30 rolls around. You're like, ah, 10, 15 minutes. 10.45, ah, yeah, 10, 15 minutes. 11 o'clock. They finally get out of the room at 11 o'clock. We start our show at 11.15, and it was great. Like, the energy that they left in the room, even though the crowd is different, there's an energy absorbed into the bricks, into the wood that's just captured. And there was an energy that they left the people waiting to get in. They left them at high energy, and it was great. The, the room was on fire. Young Filipino professionals were there. Filipino young professionals, excuse me, were in the building. Rodney Salinas was in the building. Um, Barcada Clothing, I mean, listen... I always have a great time with the Filipino young professionals. They're young, they're hungry, they're, they're scrappy, and they have a great time. They just want to go out, let's go drink, let's go mingle, let's go have a great time. Rodney Salinas, uh, he's a friend of mine. He, he always, pff, listen, it's always a shenanigans every time I hang out with him. And shenanigans, sometimes good. Yeah, 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 sometimes a little questionable, but for the most part, it was great to be around uh, family. It was great to be around Barcada, you know? They just want to have a good time, and that's what I needed. You know, I could have had a horrible weekend. I lost my feature spots. I could have lost my feature money. I could have lost a show, like a, a whole show worth of money. You know, I could have been down in the dumps, but I was around the people that um, 
that support me. So that was great. I really enjoyed it. We ended up on Friday night, we ended up at some place called Big Wong's Chinese restaurant that's open 24 hours a day. And it was like three o'clock in the morning and we're eating. We're eating all of my favorites, salt and pepper pork. We're eating uh, walnut shrimp. We're eating dao mu, which is like peapod stem. It was like I could have sworn I was back home in Boston, and I could have sworn we were just at Chow Chow City or the Peach Farm. I could have sworn we had just gotten out of whatever the freak the clubs were back then, the Roxy, Aria, the Matrix, Capri, Rumors, Vapors. We could have been any of that. That's how nostalgic I felt. And if you recognize any of those clubs, we probably know each other personally. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was a good weekend, good weekend to be around people. Um, like I said, uh, it's always good to ask and verify. Like, I asked to make sure ahead of time. So when, uh, and luckily that I asked about the feature spot, like, hey, everything good? We good? Question mark. And this was earlier in the day. And James hit me with the information, which is great because I had time to process it. I had time to process it because I asked early. I don't know how well I would have handled it if I found out when I got there. Like I probably would have thrown a fit like a child and just threw a tantrum. And having time to process it and still do comedy, you know, it makes me look good. It makes the venue look good. Um, I, I didn't sever any relationships, so I asked ahead of time to make sure. And then on Monday, I was supposed to be on uh, today, later on today, I was supposed to go up to Harlem uh, or Manhattan at Harlem Nightclub. Uh, sure. I, <laughs> Harlem Club Bar. Harlem Bar? We're going to call it Harlem Bar. Uh I was supposed to do a spot. Uh, somebody reached out to me on Instagram. I was like, hey, I want to do this. I'm a flyer, blah, 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 blah. And then I hit him up at like 10 a.m. today. He was like, hey, what's good? We still on? And I verified the amount that he said he was going to pay me. Um, this was like 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. He didn't hit me back until just now and was like, hey, uh, I don't know. Let me double check. And I'm like, listen. You know I'm in D.C. We've had this conversation. I'm in D.C. It's going to take me at least four hours. If I don't hear back by three, I'm canceling. Because after three, then there's no way that I can ensure that I'm going to get there on time. Four hours before traffic, I got to fight out of D.C. I got to fight into Baltimore. I got to fight out of Baltimore. I got to fight into Philly. I got to fight out of Philly. I got to fight into New York. I was planning on literally leaving at like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. I was planning on leaving at 12 o'clock. Miss all the traffic, be there on time, get some food. But uh, he was like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. So, and I knew it. Like 3 o'clock, after 3 o'clock, I'm not going. I'm not going to try to go up to New York. That's, that's, a, that's a death sentence. So ask and verify. Because if I got up there... And he, he told me around, like, Philly or if I was already in New York. New York's not cheap to get to. Forget the gas. It's going to cost you, like, 50 bucks in tolls to get from uh, D.C. To, uh, to New York. It's going to be 50 bucks. It's going to be, like, another 50 bucks to get back. It's, like, 100 bucks round trip. 
I'm lying. I'm exaggerating. I think it's like I think it's like forty one way and then like thirty the other way. So it's like seventy bucks round trip, something like that. I would have been pissed. Not get paid. Drive all that way. Waste all my time. Waste all my gas, and not even get a set in, and not get paid. That would have bothered me. So uh, I verified, and that's that's the moral of the story today. Verify. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else did I have to talk about? Oh, people want to talk about uh, want to talk about Endgame. Want to talk about Avengers? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. You're like, why? Why didn't you see it? It's because listen, it's my wife's birthday, and she wanted to go to uh, she wanted to go to the amusement park, and we went on Sunday. We went yesterday, and um, we went when everybody else was watching Endgame. Endgame took in like one point six billion dollars at the close of Saturday before Sunday opened. We knew. We knew we were going to go to the amusement park. We went to King's Dominion, which is like an hour and a half south of here. Nobody there. Like, it was me, her, and like 50 other people, I swear to God. We didn't wait in line for anything. We, the longest line we waited in was like maybe 15 minutes. It felt like Thanos had made the snap and half the population disappeared. We, we literally went on like all of the rides all the rides that didn't spin in a circle we went on without any issues we were there for like four hours we ate we hung out we did the rides we literally did all the rides and uh and we went home like king's dominion was pretty dope if you're not familiar it's it's kind of like knott's berry farm it's 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 not it's not a Six Flags or nothing, but it was it was fun. I'd rather I would prefer Hershey's Park, Hershey's Amusement Park, but Hershey's is three hours away versus an hour and a half. The prices were basically the same. Uh, King's Dominion, uh, it had uh, a ride called the Intimidator, which was a shout out to Dale Earnhardt, and uh, that was the first time I thought I was ever gonna black out. This shit was like. Now, I enjoy all the ride, I all the rides. I enjoy the rides that go in a circle, that loop around, that go up, that go down, all of that. But the thing, the one thing that gets me every single time is when it goes all the way up and then when it comes down, it like makes you feel like you're going to fall out. Like not upside down. I can deal with upside down. That's fine. It's the going down and it feels like it's going under just a little bit and you're going to fall out. That's the part that got me. It was going so fast and something like I could just feel all all of my vision turning white. I could just feel it like closing and I was having a hard time focusing and everything was going white. Luckily, it got to the point like obviously that they've done the math and they like, oh, if we can get them to almost pass out here and then we kind of even it out, take it easy on them from there, they'll be fine. That Because that's exactly what happened. As the second I was like, oh, I am going to black out. Or in this case, I'm going to white out. It was like, oh, no, you're okay. Here you go. You're okay. Hey, my wife's home. Hi. 
Yeah, you can tell this is getting late in the day, huh? I'm supposed to hang out with my wife. Uh, how much more time I got left? Um, hold on, please hold password. And that's not the right. Oh, there it is. 24 minutes. Dope. Uh, Kings Dominion was great. Um, and just for some context, they don't have Mickey and Minnie. They had like Snoopy. And uh, I think that was, babe, they only had Snoopy? Yes. Did they have any other characters? No. No, I didn't see any characters either. It was Snoopy. Snoopy and Woodstock. And then they just had pictures of Charlie Brown. It was predominantly Snoopy. Yes. Yes. She concurs. So you know it's legit. Uh, But yeah, there's a bunch of great rides. Uh, What else? The Intimidator was dope. And they had the Defender. I think that's what it was called, the Defender. Anaconda. No, the Anaconda was dope. Uh, she liked it way more than I did. I was like, meh, I mean, it's cool. It was a ride. They had one called Twisted Timbers. And they you had to go through a metal detector. And you had to, like, uh, you got basically strip, strip searched. They made sure that you put your phone and everything in, like, a zip pouch underneath the seat. And uh, there was, when you sit, there was something between your legs to keep you in. And then the thing that closed covered the shins and then your lap. And then they buckled you in. And this shit was so dope. So dope. It was fast. And it was furious. And <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was probably one of my favorite. The Intimidator was dope. And um, Twisted Timbers was dope. What else? What else was there? Uh, there was like, yeah, there was a one that was a call. I think it was called the Defender, where uh, you sit in a thing, you know, with your legs dangling, and then they kick the 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 floor out from from underneath you. So your legs are just dangling. There's loop de loops and upside downs, and that was fun. And there was no line. That is the one closest to the door, and that was the one that we went on last. And I was afraid. I was afraid that there was going to be like a 45-minute wait. My wife was like, no, I really want to go on there. I was like, fuck. Okay, here we go. It's right by the door. It's like 4 or 5 o'clock at night. But literally, we walked in. We could have literally stayed on and ridden it like two or three times without an issue, but we didn't. Um, Once is enough. Once is enough. But yeah, overall, it was great. We went home, and we were able to catch Game of Thrones. I was freaking excited because Game of Thrones was supposed to be the longest battle sequence in the history of TV. And all of TV, this was going to be the longest. And I think that they beat their own record because the Battle of Bastards was pretty, supposed to be pretty long. And then this one is even longer. And if you watch it, spoiler alerts, there's like 17 lines in the whole movie. Oh, sorry, in the (laughs) whole movie. In the whole episode, the whole hour and a half, there was like seven lines. That's about it. Like the script was one page. Like they fight, he fights, he says this, they say this, and then the end. And it was the thing that bothered me, which a lot of people were complaining about it online because I thought it was just me, was everything was just like so dark. Everything was so dark. And we had to literally bump up all of the contrast and or lower the contrast and bump the brightness and all of this so we could see it. We got halfway through it 
We're like, oh, no, we get this. This is not even halfway through. I got like five minutes in and go, fuck it. I literally jumped up all the gamma like I was playing Doom back in the day, so you could see stuff. The thing that bothered me the most, and I'm gonna get on my woke. Uh, I'm gonna put my woke hat on right now. It was like the Dothraki, which were based off of the Mongolians, which were looked Arabic. They were out like first seven seconds. They were supposed to be so badass. Seven seconds. And they didn't even like show it. They just showed the lights go out. I was like, motherfucker, what? You didn't even give them a good honorable death. And they were all about war. They were all supposed to be like the best ever. And you didn't even give them like, you did them dirty, bro. You did them way dirty. And then the Unsullied was supposed to protect all the white people retreating. Get the fuck out of here. Literally, Westeros. Like, Game of Thrones was, like, trying to make Westeros great again. Just get all the minorities out of the way. Let's just get them all killed. But it was a dope episode, though. If you didn't watch it, that's the last spoiler. I got theories, bro. I got theories. You can hit me up online. I'll give you those theories. What else? That's it. That's it. That's 30 minutes. I don't know what the fuck I rambled about today, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. I missed you. Shout out to Barcada Clothing. Shout out to Roddy Salinas. Uh, he's going to start doing more, more comedy shows out here in the D.C. area for the Filipino community. And I'm pumped because he's part of my Barcada. I don't even know if I'm using that right, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening 30 minutes that's it it was a real easy you guys are making it easy and and i love you guys i really really do check out my patreon account if you can donate uh it, it would be great i would appreciate it but also i want to give back like this is my way of getting your email address and your address so i can send you some stuff uh through my travels just little little things let you know that I'm thinking about you. Because if it wasn't for you, I would be here, but just way more miserable. So thank you very much for listening. Please rate this where you find this. Shoot me an email, shortpalehandsome at gmail.com, shortpalehandsome.com, uh, loyallycomedy.com. There's, there's, we're, we're all over the place, bro. I got, and I got more stuff. Uh, if you want, check out Barcada Clothing. Check out my store, loyallycomedy.com slash store. I know I'm throwing a lot of shit at you guys. Uh, but this, there's also a video portion of these, uh, of these podcasts on YouTube. And if you are watching on YouTube, there's an audio-only portion. So you and your cat driving to work, you know, you could definitely listen to this. Or if you're at your desk and you want to see my smiling face. You know, that's always an option. So thank you very much, guys. I appreciate you. Keep the love flowing. Always trust after you verify. Uh, always ask the right questions. I love you guys. I do. Good night. <laughs>